You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 190. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want freelancers about money and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, a educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. Today's episode is the Russia-Ukraine conflict and your investments. But before we get to the topic of the day, I hate it when my kids get sick. I mean, it is the worst. All you want to do is take that pain and put it on yourself. They can't sleep. You can't sleep. And when I can't sleep, I get paranoid and depressed. Everybody's miserable. And most of all, your kid, who's the one who's actually sick. And then I don't know if your family's like this, but my wife and I then argue, well, not really argue, but disagree on when your kids should go to the doctor or when they need to sweat it out at home. Does a kid need to sleep with you in bed? Should they be in their own bed? The list goes on and on. And because my wife and I, you know, we deal with our kids being sick differently. And I think the other one, thinks that the other one's handling things wrong, which it's not the case at all. Most people just go by their family of origin and take care of their kids the way maybe their parents took care of them when they were younger. But you think when all of this is going on that your kid being sick is the worst thing in the world. Now, full disclaimer, my daughter was sick with the flu. It was bad but she's starting to feel much better. She's not out of the woods yet, but she's doing a whole heck of a lot better. And now that she's doing a little better, now there's time for me to reflect on what's happened in this past week. And I'm sure that a lot of you listening have been in the same spot one way or another and thinking what I was thinking going through This week, but when we reflect now, I can say, well, it really wasn't that bad. Scott, you really have it good. It's not like my child had to go to the hospital. It's not like my child was dealing with cancer. And worst of all, it's not like I was dealing with the death of a child. And I don't know what that's like, but I bet some of you listening today do know what that's like. So you might be thinking, Scott, you have no idea. And you're right. I don't have any idea. But I think the message for all of us family stewards is to hug your kids every single day. Let's get to the topic of the day. 
Okay, here we go. The Russia-Ukraine conflict and your investments. Well, this week we were greeted with the news that the armed conflict in Russia, or in Ukraine, I should say, is underway. And our hopes and prayers are with humankind and for a speedy and peaceful resolution. But not surprisingly, of course, the stock market did not respond well to any of the news that was going on with the invasion. And so investors sold off considerably in the morning's open. And this was on Thursday. And then things got a little weird. Why? Because things stabilized when nobody expected the stock market to stabilize. And then what happened on Friday? Because I'm recording this podcast on Saturday, February 26th. So we're in day three of the conflict. And on Friday, the stock market rose considerably. The S&P 500 was up almost 3%. Now, it was already in correction territory, down over 10%, but it went up three. Why did that happen? Because it's not entirely clear what the end game is for this conflict. I mean, it's really just getting started. And people have all their opinions on why Russia invaded. But one thing's for certain, and it's always certain, that the market does not like uncertainty. The market has never liked uncertainty. And that's why the stock market's forward thinking. Usually the stock market has priced in bad things that may or may not happen. But on Thursday, there was a considerable angst among investors. Maybe you were one of them. Maybe you weren't, but a lot of people got nervous. And as a result, many investors currently are moving into investments that are less risky than stocks. And people do this all the time. They try and time the market. We just headed to a war. Things can't be good. Let's get out of the market, wait for things to get a little bit better, and then we'll get back in. You know, that makes sense in my head. The news certainly is not good at all. Well, one of my colleagues, though, did a little research behind this, and he researched the last five times we had major conflict in the world, like what just started a couple of days ago. Because if we're going to get out of the stock market, when should we get out when it comes to the conflict? And then when should we get back in? I mean, isn't that what the key is? If we're going to use some sort of technical analysis to figure out when the good time is to get out and then back in the market. So my colleague looked at the last five invasions, the Vietnam War, the Gulf War, the Afghanistan War the Iraqi war, and the Crimean crisis. And he looked at when was the bottom? When was the perfect time to get back in the market if you're planning on selling your stocks or if you did already? And what my colleague did was he looked at the stock market six months prior to invasion and then 18 months after invasion day. And where was the stock market six months prior? And where was it 18 months after? And when was the best time to get back in the market? 
Let's start with the Vietnam War. Started with the Gulf of Tonkin incident on August 2nd, 1964. That was Invasion Day. And it turns out that the bottom of the market happened about two months before Invasion Day. Not Invasion Day, not a month after, not six months after, but the lowest point was just under two months prior to Invasion Day. So that means that if you are trying to time this whole stock market and we're looking at the Vietnam War, you would have been better getting onto the stock market sometime in December of last year and then getting back in about two months ago. So you already missed it if it was the time during the Vietnam. You already messed it up if you just sold your stocks on Invasion Day. Because when we look at the Vietnam War, 18 months after, stocks were considerably higher. Now, there were some peaks and valleys within that 18 months. There was a lot of volatility. There was a bunch of up. There was a bunch of down. But 18 months later, you were looking pretty good. What about the Gulf War? U.S. intervention started on January 17th, 1991. Two months prior, or I should say six months prior to Invasion Day, S&P was around 370. It dropped all the way to about 300. I'm using round numbers. Moved up a little bit and then made a big drop. And when it came to Invasion Day, you were probably the best off. So you should have already sold everything six months ago and then bought back in the very day of the invasion. So the opposite of what people are thinking. Let's sell on invasion day and get back in later. No, when it came to the Gulf War, you should have sold six months previously and got back in on invasion day. It's already too late. And after invasion day, the stock market climbed considerably in just the next week alone. Stock market went from around 300 to 370, just like that. And 18 months later, we were well over 400. So there was a lot of choppiness, another quick uptick, and then some stability. But in both the Gulf War and the Vietnam War, You were best buying the dip either at Invasion Day or about, let's say, 45 days before Invasion Day, like the Vietnam War. What about the Afghanistan War? The air campaign started on October 7th, 2001. S&P was somewhere between uh, about 1,100, about six months before Invasion Day. Markets started climbing up more, and then started going down and took a serious drop starting about, let's say, two months before the invasion, two and a half months. And then about 20 days before the invasion, we hit the bottom. That's when you needed to get back in. So in this instance, the top of the market might have been about four and a half months before invasion day. That's your sell. And about 30 days to 45 days before invasion day, That's your buyback because the stock market started going up after that. Now, when we think about the Afghanistan war and the air campaign starting 10-7-2001, well, we were met with something else called the dot-com bubble. So the stock market 
was not up 18 months later. It was down. But still, you should have bought the invasion about 30 days prior to the invasion itself. So if you thought about selling the day Russia invaded Ukraine, well, according to the first three, you are already too late. What about the Iraqi war? Initial airstrike, March 20th, 2003. Six months prior, S&P's sitting somewhere between 850 and 900. That's six months before the airstrike, six months before invasion day. And really about three months before would have been your high point of those six months. So that really should have been when you sold three months before the invasion. And when was the best time to buy back? Well, about a week and a half before the invasion occurred, before the initial day, that airstrike on March 20th, 2003. So if you sold everything then, that was a big problem because you should have sold months prior and you should have bought back before the invasion actually occurred. And eight months later, stock market was back up over 1100 had a considerable amount of gain for the first three months. Then we caught it about even with a lot of choppiness. But again, your sell point or your buy point months before the initial airstrike and your buyback was before the invasion started. And finally, let's look at the Crimean crisis. The start of occupation was February 20th, 2014. Six months prior, Stock market was down around 1650 It had been rising for six months. And then about 30 days before the invasion, we had a big dip. And about two weeks before the invasion was your buy time. So in this state, if you're looking at when do you sell and when do you buy back? Well, you're selling months and months before invasion day, well before six months prior. And then you're buying back, if you're looking at around Invasion Day, at that dip 30 days before and hitting the bottom about 10 days before the start of the occupation, that was your buyback, well before what I would consider Invasion Day. And what happened next? The stock market rose considerably the next 18 months. There were some tough times. We went up. We had a couple of more tough weeks and tough months, just like I anticipate with the Russia-Ukraine crisis. But research suggests you would have sold months and months before the crisis started and bought back about a week before what I would consider invasion day. So there are your five. What does history tell us? Well, history tells us that if your thinking about selling now, or if you sold on invasion day, that would have been the wrong move at the wrong time. In all five instances, stocks bottomed out at or just before the point of invasion. In all but Afghanistan, stocks were significantly higher six months plus later. And this completely runs counter to what many think. Most investors are probably asking themselves, and maybe their advisor, because I've had some ask me, why don't we just sell everything and wait this out? Let's get back in when the dust settles. And to be honest, it's a great question and often asked out of 
genuine curiosity because doesn't it make sense? Not necessarily out of panic or fear, but from our mind perspective, it just makes sense to get out of everything and get back in when the dust settles. So when I'm asked that question, the great answer is that no one is going to know when the dust settles. There's no one around on the news, at your bank, at your financial advisor, at your economist. There's no one to give an all clear signal because that signal is never given. And when the dust does actually settle, will stocks even be at their lows or will they have already rallied in anticipation of this because the stock market is forward thinking? I mean, looking at the evidence of the last five invasions, if one had attempted to wait out past conflicts, let's say maybe even three or six months, the opportunity cost would have been significant. And I do not know if markets have bottomed or are even near a bottom. But looking at past conflict events, most of the downside pressure in financial markets is the tension and buildup into that event. Then markets tend to stabilize once the conflict starts. But of course, this time could be different. And I say this all the time because you're right. This time could be different. In fact, this time is different. I mean, when's the last time you remember a Russian-Ukraine crisis? Just like when's the last time you remember a pandemic when we started that in March of 2020? That time was different. This time is different. But how we should react is always the same. Stay calm and carry on. You know, the first two months of 2022 have introduced a number of developments that have understandably rattled investor convictions and confidence around the stock market. I mean, heck, the stock market went up like crazy last year. And now the stock market's going down. And we have all kinds of concerns around, or at least we have been around, the Fed, the interest rates, and inflation. Now, this time this week, the situation with Russia and Ukraine, well, this just strikes a different chord. Hey, by the time you listen to this podcast, because it's not even coming out until next Friday, six days from now. New developments will have occurred in the Russia-Ukraine crisis. And then the next day, more news will come up and the day after that. But let me tell you, family stewards, this is not a message about the news. This is not a podcast about the news. This is just a reminder about the resiliency of the stock market. This is a reminder of the importance of calm even when there is a lot of noise around us. This is a reminder that I am here for you if you want to have a conversation. I urge you, if you do, to go to bestandwealth.com or fortressplanninggroup.com and schedule some time with me. We have seen crises before. And when I design my clients' portfolios, we consider the risk of decline, regardless of where it might come from. So we believe right now is the time to stay calm and carry on. 
Does that mean we do nothing? No, we still strategically rebalance dividends coming in. We look at our different asset classes and strategically rebalance when we get out of tolerant zones. And those are the kinds of things that give us the greatest chance for success. Now, as a family steward, it's not time to panic about our stocks. It's time to pray for peace. I think of my daughter that was sick and in bed all week. And if we lived in Ukraine and my daughter was sick and she's in bed so sick but hearing bombs going off, wondering if the next one was going to hit our house, well, that's a whole different deal than what was going on with me this weekend or this past week with my daughter. I didn't have to worry about a bomb going off hitting our house. Let's count our blessings and let's pray for peace. This is all the time I have, but I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a great week. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.